On today's episode of the Command Center Podcast, we got some exci- allegedly we've got some exciting news. Dan Quinn, head coach. We're going to talk about how we feel about that. And then we do top 10 mock drafts. We each did one of them. We're going to go through pick by pick. Tana's number one pick may surprise you. Mm-hmm. And then Fred at the Senior Bowl. We got great stories from the Senior Bowl. Allegedly, allegedly, one MVP. You won MVP. <laughs> so he say. So he say. And he's got some great stories from his time down there. Stay tuned to find out. Welcome to the Command Center Podcast. I'm Logan Paulson here with Fred Smoot and Santana Moss. And guys, I, I missed you. I was down in Mobile yeah, and Fred I missed you guys. missed you last week. Bro. I know Fred <laughs> says that. He the time of his life. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure he you know said he that. Lying, but you know, like me and Fred are boys. Yeah. And I know, I know even though it's like one of those people who like throws all that hate, but you're yeah. like, I know you really want to give me a hug. Hey, hey listen, you know, they <laughs> sung you down there to get intel on the young guys, <laughs> knowing I was the better scout. I thought he was a little salty about yeah, that. But they, but they did send you down there, so I thought I'd stab you in the back just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> let you know what was really, let you know how I really felt that they ain't sent Fred Mache down. Yeah, so obviously they sent they sent the, the B team down there because I went down there. But um, we did have a whole bunch of podcasts re- recapping every single day. So if you're listening to this and you're interested about the, the Senior Bowl, make sure you go check that out. Also, I was talking to producer Jason, who was down there in the weeds with me. Oh, man. In the sticks, doing the eval. And he said, could you imagine Fred down here? <laughs> like, what does Fred do in Mobile, Alabama? I'd have been to Mobile. I played in the senior I, bowl. I know. So I've like, been to so, Mobile personally. So, so talk to me about it. Like, when you go to Mobile, are you like... Like, we, we looked at a picture of Mobile because we did something here. It was ugh. <laughs> and it looked like everybody flushed their commode at the same time in the city. It just ran out into the bay and into the water right there. But it's nothing really to do in Mobile. It's yeah. good places to eat. Yeah, yeah. They got but good food I, there. I would have been so infatuated with the players mm, because yeah. I, players usually come in that game and leave better players. It is true. You know, because it's easy to go against players you've been going against four years in a row, but to go against the other top players that's coming out in your draft, I think that's where you feel you get that measuring stick of what I need to do before the draft and what I need to do to make an NFL team. It is. It is great going down there, man. They, they do such a good job. Uh, you know, that, that event's really nice, but we will do a recap of that event uh, next week. So make sure you stay tuned. Uh, subscribe to this podcast. Uh, network, right, Jason? That's what we're calling it. Podcast Network, Commanders Podcast Network, and you will make sure we get oh, that moving on to up. you. Uh-huh. Yeah, Ballers. make it happen. <laughs> make it happen. Ticket to the draft, Ooh. baby. Here it is. All right. Just a reminder: we're brought to you by Bet Three Six Five. At Bet Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe every sport should be epic. Right now, new customers can choose between two offers when they open an account at Bet Three Six Five. Use the QR code to sign up, deposit ten, and choose between either. First bet safety net offer by placing a bet up to 1000 If your qualifying bet loses, you receive a match refund in bonus bets. Or bet and get offer and place a bet of five or more and get 150 in bonus bets. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary bet 365, official sports betting partner of the Washington Commanders. And Fred's got a got a car well, tire issue. Fred got a, yeah, he, he's dealing with some, <laughs> this troubleshooting right. I'm, I'm gonna do it like Fred do a disclaimer. Yeah, there you go. Must be 21 plus and physically located in Virginia. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1 800 Gambler. Gambler. So yeah, Fred, what happened to your car? Uh, I was just driving here today and I stopped at the light, and you know your tire usually got like what 38, 40. 
PSI. The fact yeah. that there's even a number you have yeah. any context on is incredible. I have to, I have to read the he tire. Yeah, yeah. I have to read the tire no, every time. But that's where it usually be at. So I'm like, all right, it's cold outside. Yeah, yeah. You know, it might be taking some of my air out of here. Mm. And as I kept riding down the street, it just kept going five, <laughs> five more, five more. Before I knew it, I had hit the third light. I was at uh, six PSI. So then I understand in my head now, you got to make a decision. Can you make it to the store? Or do you need to pull in the closest parking lot? Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, it's Ashburn. And it's a, a parking golf, lot everywhere. It's yeah. a golf. It's a, it, it's golfing don't tell, everywhere. Don't tell people where your car is. Yeah. Right. So I just pulled in this golf <laughs> parking lot, park right there. Call me an Uber. See, that's the great thing about technology. Oh, it's yeah. great. Because I remember we had to try to wave a cab and all that. No, no, no. Call the Uber. Got here on time for the podcast. Now the problems, uh, the problem shooting start after I leave here because of the type of car it is and type of tire. It ain't gonna be easy for me to hunt it down. Yeah, that's what happens when you get a fancy car, Fred. Hey, you know what? Do you have do you have rims on that car? No, that's oh, factory. I was gonna say because I used to hate when I had rims. Oh, it's oh. the worst. And you had to pull over to the side of the road, and you like, man, you know, what? I gotta leave this here or call a tow truck. So I'm glad you don't have well, rims. Yeah. But. People. With the rims, their their tires pop all the time, right? Yeah, because yeah, the, the they rims low profile. Are thin, yeah, and they probably got them on a big pickup truck. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the rim is so heavy that every time you yeah. hit a pothole, it's it, bending. It yeah. punctures oh, yeah. the, so I stopped. I stopped it. That, that's something we learned. We'll probably still <laughs> ride rims to like the six, seven, eight year in the yeah. league. Then it's like no more. Yeah. Like I done had you, enough. You just grew out of it. I, I, you, no, you just threw with it as yeah. a grown man. Yeah. Like you might have a car that you come out with, like an old school or something. Yeah, you still got still have rims on because yeah. you know you're not riding that every day. But yeah. your everyday vehicle, please, I, I, I promise you, don't put you know rims on it because if you do. Trust you me, you're going to be on the side of the road. Yeah, you're going to be on the side of I was thinking about putting rims on the minivan recently. Well, well you should. I think I, this conversation 20s is on the front, 22s yeah. on the back. I'll set that thing. Why not? Hey, every time I see you pull up, I'm like, this greatness. Personified. Like, staggering in the back, huh? Pitbull look. Stab, stab, stab. Uh, <laughs> All right, well, we got some, ex allegedly, allegedly, yeah. guys, we have some really exciting news. Reports yeah. are that we have a new head coach. Reports are by, you know, Adam Scheffner, John Kime, Nikki Javala. They've all reported that our new head coach is going to be Dan Quinn. Mm. So I thought we would just talk about, you know, the hypothetical possibility that Dan Quinn is our head coach and how mm -hmm. excited we are about that. You remember we had this talk last year about one Eric B. enemy and you swore he wasn't coming here. And then this I did, year, I did swear that. Yeah, and then this year we had a conversation and you was all, you know, being Johnson, you know, being just, and I was like, no, it's just not going to happen. And yet again, I brought up the, have we talked Dan, about that? Like, yes, we did. I brought up Dan Quinn. Cause I said, how could we possibly keep some of the coaches we had? And I said, I think if we get Dan Quinn, maybe we have that option to do that. Yeah. You yeah. Don't remember me saying that? Yeah. So no, yet yeah. again, I you I was wrong. I was right. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, I'm a I'm a Dan Quinn guy f through and through. You know, I, I, yeah. Didn't you play for him? I play. Dan is my guy. Yeah, I'm gonna say, didn't you play? Like he's the only guy I heard you even talk to with glowing like yeah. you do when you talk Shanahan. Yeah, like that, both yeah. y'all face just yeah. light up. Oh my God, yes, yeah. genius. But then when I hear you talk about Dan Quinn, you you get you get excited about it, dude. Dan, I mean, this is the thing about Dan. We got a quote from Micah Parsons that we're gonna read in a minute. But like, I'll give you my take. Dan is like one of the best human beings I've ever had the privilege of working for. And that says a lot in this league. Yeah, yeah. And, and he, in the fact, he, he cares about you as a person. He cares about you as a player. He's trying to motivate you to get better. It, it, it was, and it, when I was in Atlanta, it was so fun to come to work every day. And mm -hmm. you know, and you know when you have fun coming to work, yeah. you're like excited to get out of the car. Can't wait. And you know, it's 530 in the morning. You're like, man, I'm, I'm ready. We're getting after it today. Yeah. And he just found a way to make it fun and, and help people accountable great leader, great culture. 
And I'm just so excited for the guys here to, to have that opportunity to experience yeah. that because everyone should have a, the opportunity to play for a guy like that. And Tana, like you've played with some significant culture building coaches, mm-hmm. you know, like talk about that cultural element. And like, I mean, why so, so it's, it's one of the things that I think is needed. And I think yeah. you watch some of the different, I guess you can say teams in this league that are able to be successful and not just once. You know, they, they're consistent with it. It's it's about having that foundation, having that culture built in place. And what you just spoke on is something that I've, I think I've tasted a couple of times throughout my 14 sure. years. Mm-hmm. Coming excited to come to work. My first year here with Coach Gibbs, oh, I, love I was excited to come to work. Yeah, I knew every different. day it was going to be something fun that we put in a package and just things that I was, you know, learning. And even in New York, I just shared this the other day. I told you I had a little appearance to do, and we talked to this company mm, yeah. about basically, you know, building, you know, a foundation, talked about, you know, uh, how to, um, you know, navigate through the workplace, you know, when it comes to leadership, you name it, all the things that people need to talk about, mm-hmm. you know, when you played in the professional um, um, sport that, that I have for so long, they ask you these questions because it coexists with certain things that people Teamwork do. Teamwork make the yeah, dream work. bingo. So I share with them, I say, you know what's crazy? When I was in New York, as much as I wasn't happy as an individual player, mm-hmm. We had a foundation mm-hmm. as a team. And I never was mad to go in there to work. I always had fun at work, but I just was unhappy with what I really wanted. Being sure. young, had an injury. So I look back at that and I'm like, then I came here and I was ecstatic. Mm-hmm. Now, it was years when we had that, that fun, but we really never was built from the from the ground up. So, so it wasn't something that consistently happened. It was like you have a spurt and, yeah. you know, a couple yeah. of years off and you have a spurt, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think that's so important and I'm happy that, ho, oh, if we do get lucky and get a guy like that, that, that can bring that in here, man, I, I see, you know, big things. Yeah, have you ever had uh, experience like that, Fred? We just we, with, with Gibbs. My, my, Gibbs is my the guy. first year, I was like that. And I think the rookies and the younger players were more effectuated with Coach Schottenheimer oh, okay. than the older players. And, and and Coach Quinn gives me a lot of Schottenheimer defensive side of the ball. Love to deal with the defensive backs. Mm-hmm. Uh, a football mind, a football brain. So I think I had that from day one. But you know, of course, it didn't. He didn't. He didn't come back the next year. He went to. No. He went to San Diego, and yeah. they won thirteen games. Yeah. But he he was starting to build a culture here, and culture and identity. I think it all coincides the same. Yeah. And that's what he was giving us. And then I got the privilege to play for Coach Gibbs, and that's when I think things went to a whole nother level. Because not only did I get Coach Gibbs, somebody that loved football and is a football father. I got I got Greg Williams. Mm-hmm. So yeah. now I'm fin- I'm learning a whole nother defense. I'm being challenged a whole different way, and he's putting me in position to make plays. If I'm a defensive back on this team, and I woke up the other day and they said, "All right, this might be y'all coach Dan Quinn," mm-hmm. I, I'm ecstatic. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I am, I have watched him with Trayvon Diggs. I think he had ten picks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then he put another guy. Younger in his same spot, right. he breaks the NFL record. That tells me these interceptions are planned, plotted, and executed. Yeah. All right, so at the end of the day, he can make anybody a star when it comes to the defensive back position. Yeah, and I think you know, like just when you watch when you watch his defense, and like we'll talk about more because you know being the defensive coordinator is different than being the head coach. But I look at his tenure in Dallas. When he gets to Dallas, they're like I think they were the thirtieth ranked. They defense. were the worst defense in football. They were the thirty second defense. They, so they were bad, bad. And then in one season, yeah. he totally flipped them, yeah. right? And that's a that's a cultural transition, yeah. right? <clears throat> that, that's a, that's that's a, that's a cultural transition that kind of improves that group. 
And then schematically, I think the evolution that he showed, because we talked about this, like some people are like, oh, we need an offensive coach, right? We need an offensive mind, right? That's mm-hmm. where the innovation is happening. <sighs> defensive coaches are innovative too. Yeah. And yeah. I look at his growth since he left Atlanta and how that defense has changed, Fred. You know, more, yeah. Tana, more mm-hmm. cover two, more Tampa two, mm-hmm. better disguises in the back end, yeah. sprinkling a little bit more match, a little bit more man. They kind of roll some of that six in there. Like that's a big departure from when he was in Seattle and was yeah. only – Cover three, three, right? Yeah. Cover three with a little bit of blitzing. So yeah. um, I look at that and I say to myself, like, that to me is a smart guy. Yeah, that's growth. Too. In innovating football, understanding mm-hmm. where football is going. Yeah. And the other thing I like about him, too, is just he's a guy that is always in a growth mindset. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you've dealt with people like that over your career where, yeah. like, he's yeah. like, I need to – this is this is something I messed up on, and this is how I'm going to improve it. Yeah. Well, the thing about it is it's just so lazy of people. And I, I – I got to the point I don't even want to turn my radio on when I'm headed because I love to listen to my sports talk. Mm-hmm. And all I'm hearing is nagging about not getting the office of coach. Everybody wants trends. Everybody <laughs> is hot on trends and are lazy. Yeah. When I say lazy, everybody will not be Shanahan. Yeah. Everybody will not be McVay. I, I'm yeah. sorry, dude. Just because they have the similar makeup of these guys, uh, Jeff King, they might come off a similar tree to these guys. Everybody's not a leader of men. Yeah. We've had that problem. And if I'm looking at the totality of what we got on, I mean, going on, new front office, new young ownership, uh, we finna have 40% of the roster finna be young, new players. Somebody got to have some football age on them. Yeah, yeah, Somebody yeah, got to yeah. been there, done that, been to war. Somebody has yeah. to have some grit to them to say, you know what, hey, I seen this situation before. This is how we get out of this situation. Right. I thought we had to bring somebody in here that, that been to battle before. Yeah. Well, not only that, too, when you look at it from the standpoint of just like you just spoke on, you have a, uh, a GM who's, this seat is new for him. You don't necessarily want that coach where the seat is new for them too. Yeah. You got two guys being rookies at their trying p- to find their, their way. Their job. You want to have one that's a little long in the tooth that can, you know, they can kind of help each other out. But I think also when you have the guy in place that you say who's going to be picking your groceries. Yeah. Who's exactly. calling the shots basically yeah. for the team. You know, hey, go with, if that's your guy, then go with what that guy say he wants here, you know, to lead this team. So, I mean, hey man, like I said, I can't wait till we find out. But at the same time, if it's who we think it is. Yeah. Man, look here. The sky's the limit. Because I've seen this guy ch- turn a defense yeah. to be one of the better defenses in this division mm-hmm. who we played with when we wanted to. Yeah. I mean, you know what we did to, to the Cowboys for yeah. so many years. Yeah. They offense was always great. They yeah. sucked that defense. defense. Yeah. And the last few years that I've been watching this Dominated. defense, they have dominated the NFC East. And I think that's a great point. Because everyone's going to point to that in his time in Atlanta and be like, oh, you know, they weren't very good the second half of his tenure there. And he had taken on more personnel responsibility. Well, yeah. right? He had kind of, kind of taken on this model of being Whatever I need to like, be, like GM yeah. and head coach, yeah. right? Yeah, and again, hard. they had a, they had a GM Sometimes. there, but he, yeah, he did did some more stuff there. And I think like that's the beauty of this situation for him. Yeah, is he's got Adam Peters here to handle that for him, yeah. so he can focus on what his superpower is, which yeah. is mm-hmm. building culture, motivating players, and maximizing talent. Bingo. And so yeah. I think, and again, he's a great communicator. Yeah. He's a great communicator and with they, with the GM. This counts a lot. And let's let's look at the totality of this. The Cowboys this year. Best team in the division. We can argue Philadelphia, yeah, but yeah. the Cowboys' best team in the yeah, division. Bingo. We just crippled them. Mm-hmm. We just took their defensive coordinator, and guess what? 
We, they coming out. They they got a year where they head coach got one year on his contract. Mm-hmm. Great defensive coordinators are not clamoring mm-hmm. trying to get to Dallas for yeah. one year yeah. to be a part of that. Yeah. Like, so not only have you taken one of their best brainchilds, you taking the information hub because he knows every weakness of every Dallas Cowboy. He's been in his division playing against Philadelphia. He knows how to stop them. He knows how to stop New York. This guy. It, he, the DNA is perfect yeah. for what we asking him to do. So though I say, I don't think people understand when you subtract people from it. Look at what happened for Philly. Yeah, they lost their offense coordinator. They lost their defense coordinator. They 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 look like a shell yeah. of themselves. That's how important coaching is. You cannot tell me that Dallas ain't gonna take a step back on defense mm-hmm. next year. Okay. That helps us. Yeah, yeah, and in addition to. Him coming, right? The defensive pass game corner coordinators rumored to be coming here and maybe be the defensive signal caller for the for the commanders, right? Yep, yep. Aaron Glenn is potentially going to come over. So obviously there's a lot of moving parts here in terms of pulling that apart. And I think it's really interesting, kind of a fun note, is Ron is interviewing there now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's so funny how it like <laughs> oh, no. switches pieces up. Another so. man lost is another man's game. <laughs> yeah, so we'll yeah, see what happens there. One, one team's trash is another team's, team's treasure. That's you know? right, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, so I, again, I, I think like the, the dynamic here is really interesting too, right? Like, the GM coach model is important. And the other thing I want to point out, too, is like everyone's like, oh, my gosh, like what are we going to do about the offensive coordinator? Like what's happening <sighs> with that? He hired Kyle Shanahan <laughs> in Atlanta. <laughs> he he hi- identify a guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like he's got that ability to do that. Look, man, I'm just in the same kind of space that, you know, Smooch just spoke on. And it just happens every day. I mean, we all look at social media. Everybody just jump on the first topic and then they're going to ride it. They, yeah. they might not know nothing about what's going on. They're going to ride it. So at the end of the day, you have to let these teams do what they do. These guys are in these, these positions for a reason. Yeah. You got the head coaches, you have GMs, you have guys, you know, you know, you have assistant coaches. They all been around long enough. Let this team do what they do. But we're so, like you say, we're in that microwave society where everybody wants something right now. It doesn't happen that way. And you know what? To be honest with you, regardless of what it all boils down to me, whether this these fan base is happy or not at the end of it. Yeah. I'm kind of happy. Yeah. Because I feel like every year for the last few years, we've been ecstatic about everything that's been going on here. Yeah. And it getting us nowhere. Winning off season. So if you're mad, then maybe we go out there and win some games this time around. <laughs> yeah. You know, because you're not happy about it. So, you know, calm down, let things pan out, and then we can, you know, talk about it later. And he has more VA connections than they than people even understand. Uh, he coached at, at, at William and Mary. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played, I mean, he coached and played there with, with Mike Tomlin. Yeah. Then VMI, they coached together. So he knows the Virginia area. Yeah. He's been around here, and he knows the NFC East. Yeah. People got to give him. And then this is what I hate. People like, oh, he a retread. Every job got retread. <laughs> Every job got somebody that tried to lead, couldn't do it, yeah. came back. The best two coaches right now all time, Belichick retread. That is true. Did not yeah. do well at Cleveland. New England was his spot. Mm-hmm. All right? Pete Andy Carroll. Reed. Pete Carroll. The, best, the yeah. best coach in football right now mm-hmm. is a retread. Yeah. Did not win the Super Bowl in Philly. Went one and in Kansas City. At the end of the day, however you want to consume this, yeah. right, whatever label you want to put on him, it's probably not true. Yeah. All right? Yeah. And, I'm, and I can promise you this. He going to be a better coach this go around. He gonna go back and, and and check. I mean, cross them T's and dot them I's and do what whatever he didn't do. Like this is what I'm I'm, I'm guaranteeing he gonna do because I feel this because he's labeled as a defensive coach. I think he's gonna keep his foot on the pedal on defense. I think yeah. he still will be coaching the defense. Yeah. I think that's what he gonna bring to the table and let the offensive coordinator handle the offense. 
Yeah, I think so. I, I totally agree with that. And he's a guy, again, like having dealt with him and, and knowing him fairly well, mm. he's a guy that's always trying to, he's, he's got that growth mindset, man. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. he's going to take this opportunity and learn from mistakes he made in the past and improve on that. But, Tana, you said something about fans being upset. And I think one of the reasons that they feel upset is because I think they feel like we settled for this. Mm-hmm. And it, is this settling? And I, I, have, I have my thoughts on this, but I'll let you guys hit the floor on that first. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. Like, how, how you know if we settling? To me, we settling if everybody just jump on the bandwagon and say, well, Ben Johnson is the best. He's the best guy for this job. You know, well, we don't know. First off, Ben J- Ben Johnson did not leave the Detroit Lions. Bingo. First of all, he's That's scared to be great if you ask me. I, look, you, the you would never know. And just like I said before, I'm the state state. This point I'm trying to make is you want what's trending. You want this new inventive, you know, offensive, you know, yeah. offensive, yeah. these these young guys. And you're not knowing it. You don't know for sure if it's gonna work. You know, it's a lot you have to do here. Yeah. We talked about it. It's a yeah. lot of pieces you have to fill. Yeah. yeah. So we're not sure if that's going to come in and just go take just off like you Calling is all we need. Yeah. Yeah. We, need so we need a leader. At the end of the day, like I say, a lot of these folks that talk and get on these shows and call in and, and, and speak their mind, that's their opinion. So you give it to them. But I just hate to see that everybody is hanging their hat on something that we don't have. Yeah. So why sit there and try to dwell on something that you don't got? And they love to say this 28 to 7, you know, the, the New England game, the uh. Super Bowl. Well, I can say the same thing about Ben Johnson. Last time I checked the <laughs> NFC Championship, he running the ball at the goal line, got a waste of time out. All right, uh, you got the lead, what, 28 to to yeah. seven and people, a half people, people make mistakes. I don't yeah. think that, yeah, again, that doesn't detract from his greatness and his, but it is a thing. You can nitpick everybody. Everybody. And I think the reason people, this is something I've, I've heard in terms of talking with people that are semi-familiar with the situation, is everyone felt like it was definitively Ben Johnson. Yeah. But from what I understand, it was like a little bit closer. Like with Adam Peters, it was Adam Peters. like And only. Only Adam Peters. Yeah. He's definitively the best candidate. Here, it was like, it was a little bit closer they, than people think. They've right? been interviewing people. Since yeah. it started, the yeah. cycle started. They didn't just say, hey, this is our guy. The fans wanted this guy because they heard some of us on the radio, mainly you, or some other people, saying something about him. Because think about it. They don't know uh, assistant coaches. No. They don't know offensive coordinators. They, they, Who is the fun hot guy? Yeah, that, that's, that's all they want to hear. Yeah. Like, I hold slow up a lot. Do y'all yeah, – One they, year. One yeah, year. One year. And, uh, and do you think he read it to, 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 like, lead men? Yeah. And so, for me, it's like – Neither one of those guys left their team. They made the decision that they were not ready to be head coaches. So I don't want a guy who's not ready. Yeah. Like, I don't want that. I, I feel want- a little Josh McDaniels just <laughs> all over the place with somebody. You know what's crazy, though, too? I mean, think about the league that we grew up in, you know, when we first got in the league. Offensive, you know, assistant coaches weren't heavily looked at like that. Like, yeah. it was the head coach that, yeah. where, hey, if you were successful, that head coach led that team to, you know, those offensive coaches didn't even get looked at half of the time or yeah. defensive coordinators, you know what and I mean? And they sure weren't turning down no job. That's what I'm saying. So, <laughs> I, 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 it's just funny how the tables turn yeah. and how people just caught up in this, you know, just because you did that offensively, you're a head coach now. You can come over here and do that. Yeah, I understand when you get in that, but it doesn't always pan out that way. All right, so real quick, uh, yeah, because I think I think that's a good consensus. What's the next step for these for these guys moving forward? You think? I mean, obviously, it's the staff, right? Yeah, staff and getting ready to hire staff, and then you got so many guys you got to either go and pay to keep here or, yeah. or go out there and get. Yeah, I'm gonna say it's it's staff, fill in your staff, and then it's it's players. Now it's all about players. What's young versus old? What's yeah. great too about just having everything you know kind of being I guess you can say new from a standpoint. Hopefully, this time around. 
which I think this is how it's going to go because of who you have at the GM, he understands the whole point about building that foundation. This this new staff should be able to say, okay, once we got this staff, this is who we are. This is this is what we're yeah. going to do offensively and defensively. Now these are the players I'm going to get to make sure that we be able to run our ship that way. So that's what I'm hoping to see because I feel like so much I've been on I've been on this you know this team for. Um, what, 10 years? And I just saw different offenses come in. I've had so many different coordinators. Yeah. And a quarterback didn't fit the mold. You really? know what I mean? Like, we had a guy where his his whole game was about spot throwing. Yeah, Jason Kelman was throwing the ball. Like, he didn't fit the spot throw. He didn't right. fit, you know, what the uh, gr- greatest show on turf, you know, did. But yeah. we had that offense. Like, yeah. It was impossible to go out there and be successful. So I just I'm hoping and praying that whatever we do, we stick staff wise, mm-hmm. we make sure we we address that first. Mm-hmm. Get those guys. So this is who we're going to be, and now go get those players. Yep. Yeah, and I totally agree. It's the staff, then players, and just to kind of show you, just to kind of wrap up this Dan Quinn thing. Here's the quote from Micah Parsons. Okay, he says, "That's like my that's like my OG it means a lot to me because it's not just about football." And I and I felt that when I played for Dan too, mm-hmm. right? He does a great job of finding ways for you to love the game. He doesn't want, he, he doesn't treat me like a player. He treats me almost like a friend. He's always there for me um, when I need him. And we're not afraid to have those, conver- those hard conversations, whether it's father to son or player to coach. Dan's my guy. Mm. And I think that says everything. But, yeah. and, and so, so that's Micah Parsons and he's going to have a special relationship with Micah Parsons. I was the third string blocking tight end in Atlanta. And my experience was the same. Wow. And so for his, like that, he yeah. is excellent at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just building relationships at the highest level. So, I mean, I'm, I'm really excited. Allegedly, obviously, nothing's been confirmed by the team yet. Yeah. I'm really excited for, for Dan. That make you, see, I always say this. You got a couple of different type of coaches. You got your uh, genius and mad scientist, let's say Shanahan, type, yeah. McVeigh type. You got your guys with the uh, military. Uh, I want everything yeah. done. My way. And then you got the guys with the granddaddy effect. Yeah. That I'll run through a wall for you. Yeah. All right, Coach Gibbs ain't got to ask me twice. Hey, run through that fence. How, how many times, Coach? <laughs> you ain't got to ask me that much because I trust yeah. you. Yeah, you right. trust him. Well, you trust him. it seems like to me with Coach Quinn, he has that effect. Yeah. That guy feel like I, I got to walk in his office and I, I, I need to talk to him for the team. And you didn't have to hear that from nobody. You watched that year yeah. after year, the success that they had on that defense. It showed and proved like these guys are – he's putting them in the greatest possible situation to, for them to be successful. Yeah. And as a player, that's going to make me have that extra time to go get paid. That's going to give me that chance to go out there and be all pro. Yeah. It's going to give me that time to be a pro bowler. So that's what we want. That's yeah. what players want. Those coaches that understand the game to that yeah. point to say, guess what, I'm going to go out here and be the best I can be because this guy's going to make sure of that. And I think you see that like in his energy when he's yeah. in the booth and he's calling the game and his passion. Yeah. Yeah. And guys feel that, man. They feel that energy. They feel that he's on your team. He's rooting for you. Yeah. And it just elevates that talent tremendously. And don't forget, when Michael Parsons came out, he dropped in the draft because they wanted to say he was somewhat of a tweener. Yeah, uh, He was a rush in, and they didn't know if he could stand up and play linebacker, and Quinn made it all work. Yep. <laughs> it ain't no guarantee that everybody could have made that work. Yeah. Sometimes people would just say, put your hand in the dirt, we're going to rush you the whole time. I think his sideline to sideline is where he really gets after people. So mm-hmm. he made it work. Like I, I see a lot with Coach Quinn, I guess, through football eyes. Yeah. And if I could transfer through that to the fan base, yeah. they actually listen to ex-football players yeah. talk about coaches, you can mm-hmm. get a true insight. But once you got the whole media yeah. junkies and everybody, <laughs> you know, just, just, just selling 
Hate. Uh, just selling anything. Vitriol. Yes. And, and it just, it, it does it to me because in my head, it was like, y'all weren't going to be happy with nobody. Yeah. Uh, it don't matter who we had, y'all was going to find a reason to hate them. And then I'm so tired of this too. But we've been suffering the last 25 years. Yeah. Cry me a river. <laughs> Cry me a river. You're going to keep suffering because all you talk about is negative the, stuff. The, so the Browns mean. been suffering for 50 years. <laughs> Listen, Detroit just... <laughs> Yes, almost got to the Super Bowl for the first time in history. And all I get is, ooh, the last 25. But I know they talking to me because we part of that last 25. All I'm saying is, come on, man. Be a fan for real. Yeah. So, yeah, exciting opportunity. Allegedly excited opportunity. Yeah, Looking man. forward to him here. And just a reminder. We're brought to you by Bet365. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe every sport should be epic. That's why we offer an NFL early payout offer. Get your straight bets paid out or parlay selection marked as winner when your team goes up by 17 points, regardless of whether the opponent comes back to win the game. Our NFL early payout offer has hit over 52 times this season. Use the QR code to sign up and see for yourself why it's never ordinary at Bet365, official sports betting partner of the Washington Commanders. Disclaimer, <laughs> must be 21 plus and physically located in Virginia. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and won't help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Nice. And we will help. All right. This segment, which is our, what is this, the draft comparisons, Jason, is that what we're doing? Draft comparisons is presented by Northwest Federal Credit Union, the official credit union of the Washington Commanders. Commanders. Mm -hmm. commanders. Yeah, commanders. Stop searching, go Northwest, check out nwfcu.org slash Washington to see how easy it is to join and how Northwest can help make your money work for you. Stop by a branch or visit nwfcu.org slash Washington today. So, in addition to the coach, Don't the next big, and, and, and hiring the coaching staff, the next big thing is the draft, mm -hmm. which I'm pretty geeked about. So we all did a top 10 mock draft. Mm -hmm. And what we're going to do for this is we're going to start at the bottom and work our way up because we want you guys to stick tuned to the end, man. That's how we're doing it. We want you guys to stay tuned yep. to the end. Yep. So the thing I love about this is we all, this to me is a perfect representation of how the draft actually is. And what I mean by that is we all have different evaluation yep. techniques. All evaluate, uh, we all value different things and our results are a little bit different. So I'm really excited to take a look at this. So we're going to start with our 10th pick. So I'm going to start with mine. My pick is Talisi Fuaga, the offensive tackle from Ohio, from Ohio State. Big fella, 6'2", or 6'6", 335 pounds, and is about as nasty as you can get in the run game. Efficient pass protector, short arms, which makes me a little bit nervous, but mm. at the Senior Bowl, did a great job. Danny, who's your guy? Uh, Amarius Mims. Amarius Mims, and let me just from give you Georgia. Give he's little, huge, huge, and he's the kind of like um, the guy from Georgia last year. What was his name that the Steelers drafted? Oh, oh, Broderick. Broderick Jones. He has yeah. not played a lot of football, yeah. but when he's a five star, former five star recruit, yeah. when you turn on the tape. He's 6'7", he's 355, yeah. he moves like a gazelle. It's just not all there yet because he hasn't played a lot of football. I'm going to say, he still needs to play some football, but I like getting a clean slate like this because that means he probably ain't got no bad habits. Yeah, mm -hmm. So, but I will say that's probably a little bit high because he's so green. But again, yeah. this is one of those things that NFL execs do. They say, this guy is immensely talented, mm -hmm. right? And... And I think like I can't pass on, and you can't yeah. pass on. Them. And that's simple as that. Now me, I had the best number ten pick since we all went tackles on the number ten pick. That is crazy that we did that, isn't yeah. it? Joe, ah, I like the name, Joe. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Right, listen to me. 
He is Notre Dame personified. <laughs> it's like one of these guys come out in the draft. It's like a Joe Ock every year in the draft. <laughs> From Notre Dame, this size, do not – I love Big Ten linemen. Like, I love linemen from Iowa. I love Michigan offensive linemen. Notre Dame? I, I love Notre Dame. <laughs> like, it's just something about them. Like, you know you getting quality. Like, it's almost to a point where you're getting a plug-and-play player for 13 years. So, you know let me it. ask you. If you had to comp him to somebody. Right now? Who's, who's your comp? Yeah. Because I have a comp for him, and I like my comp a lot. But I don't think a lot of fans like the comps. Here, let me hear My you. comp for him would be, right now. Yes. A slower Laramie Tunsil almost? Ooh, uh, that's an excellent call for him. I said, <laughs> I, so to me, he reminds me a lot of how Jake Matthews plays. Mm. The tackle down in, in, in Atlanta. In Atlanta. And he's a little bit bigger, obviously. Yeah. He's 6'8". I think Jake's like 6'5". So is Jake, what you call him, brother? Uh, yeah, Matthews. Clay yeah, Matthews. 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 Their nephew. Okay. No, I think they're brothers. They're, 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 so anyway, there's yeah, but yeah. you know, there's like the uncles in there too. So there's Clay It's like sixty-five Matthews. <laughs> you know right. how it goes. But but again, I, I like Alt a lot. I think he's very solid. Yeah. I, I think he's he don't have a weakness. Yeah, yeah. he's got a very high floor, very yeah. technically sound, and only been playing tackle for a couple of years. Came into Notre Dame as a tight end. Yeah, and but that's why I love him. I'm a little surprised, Fred, that he's not your first tackle. We'll talk about the other guy in yeah. a second here. But I think it's interesting that all of us have a tackle going to the Jets. Yeah. They need offensive line help. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, right? and they protect Rodgers for this this last two years of his career to try to go get that ring. <laughs> yeah. you got to go get an offensive line. All right. Jets. So the next one is who we got? Number pick nine. Pick, pick nine. Tanner, who you got? Oh, Dallas Turner. Dude. DN, Alabama. Like this pick. Putting he, him with sweat? I like it. It's, well, he's got a lot of juice, man. Yeah. A lot of juice. It reminds me like he's not this polished. He ain't Will Anderson. He's a little bit more Von Miller than Will Anderson. Mm-hmm. Like he's right. super bendy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I again, I, he was so athletic. I always wanted him to be more productive when I was mm-hmm. watching his tape. But high, high ceiling guy. Very, very talented. Just fit the Chicago kind of mold they like to do on defense, too. Yeah. You know, and then you come from Alabama. You can't miss when you got an Alabama. Anytime you see Alabama kids in the first round mm-hmm. have potential to go in those top picks, them yeah. the guys you want to get, especially, especially if you have a need for And is he, and uh, I hate to spoil Tana's mock, but I think he's the highest defensive player on Tana's board. And I think what you'll see here is, um, is uh, one second, is, uh, is that, Defense not a big priority in this draft. Yeah. Well, there's so many offensive players and there's so many offensive needy teams picking yeah. in the uh in the top ten. So that's why I went, because yeah. my ten through like twenty yeah. is mostly defensive players. Mm-hmm. So I just think because of the teams picking, most of us went offense because we know some of these receivers, them three receivers will be taken in the top you ten. You also got to understand too, this is Chicago who we talking about at nine. Yeah. If they don't miss or trade this pick. They have two picks in the first round. In the top ten. Yeah. They have potentially the – I mean, well, they, not potentially. They have the first pick. Yeah. And then you have that pick. So, if if they don't trade out and they keep their picks, I'm predicting something offensively, you know, first pick. But yeah. I look at that as saying let's, let's, let's cater to another need. And defensively, yeah. you know, we talked about them all last year. Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons why they went out to sweat. They need yeah. to fill those, you know, those voids in that defense. Definitely yeah. a super talented – Super talented guy. Again, I think he's a, a little bit developmental. His production's good. Good football player. Yeah. Just, it's, yeah. But playing on the opposite side, a guy like Sweat, who's going to yeah. draw the attention, allows mm-hmm. him to, to yeah, really good start point. fast. Fred, who's your guy? Uh, Rome. Am I saying his his last name? Uh, Ad- Adunze. 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 I thought I was saying that. Rome Adunze. Adunze. Listen. 
Now, I know everybody's in love with Marvin Harrison, but I'm telling you right now, if I had to grade these two players, Rome is not too far behind him. Well, he's, he's number nine for you. No, because of who picking that number nine. Yeah. I, this ain't no talent. This yeah. is team equal need plus talent. Yeah. All right, yeah. So I'm saying with that second Chicago Bears pick, DJ got off this year and made plays. Yeah. Putting a big, strong receiver, and this guy – he reminds me of Jamar Chase. Yeah. If you look at his film and what he's been doing for the last two, three years, he reminds me of Jamar Chase. His ceiling is high. He don't make it past pick nine. And yeah, you made the he got off this shit. You made the Jamar Chase comp. He's bigger than that. Yeah, he's, no, no, he's bigger than that. But I'm saying how they run routes, the yeah. balance, uh, the way they go get deep I balls. Think that's fair. Yeah. Strong hands. Strong yeah. hands. He, he had he had, the, catches. he had yeah. the highest contested catch rate of any player in this last year's of any player that's draftable this year. That's a great sixty four percent. 50 wow. 50 ball. Like that's his percentage. Sixty four. To give you Sheesh. to give you a to give you a comparison, Marvin Harrison Jr. was number two. At forty five percent, thank you. Wow. So, dude yeah. is an absolute dog and he when don't the ball's drop in there. Balls. Like I don't think I ever seen him drop a ball. And so he he's that guy. And like when they need him, when yeah. UW needs him, yeah. he's the guy. So for me, I love him. Yeah, obviously. Um, and I just think he's too good for. And so just to spoil my my number four here, I have him going number four to uh, no number five. Excuse me to the LA Chargers. And, I, and you know, everyone says LA Chargers drafted receiver last year. I'm just like, yeah, he's the best. He's the Second best, maybe best player. Hey, you're so wrong. Non-quarterback. <laughs> but, but but get what I'm saying. Like I don't. And this is the other reason I'm going to say this to you, right? I think the receivers are going to bump up this year mm. because of the contract value of receivers. Yeah. So like it's spiking. It's spiking. Get them young, like so, quarterback. So now they're now that, that too. now you got this guy locked in at like 22.5 for the next five years. Yeah. And think about how much money you're saving per year. Like what? I, who? What was the last big receiver contract? Let's just take. Uh, Let's just take AJ Brown. Yeah, like a hundred. I think it was one hundred five million dollars. I thought he was eight and eight. Whatever, whatever it was. One was more. More was the big one too. Yeah, but what I'm saying is like you're talking thirty a year, hundred yeah. million. Didn't and you now you've got a guy for five years at twenty two. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So like I just think those guys because of the contract value. Are going to get pushed way up. Yeah, that's thinking a little deeper than yeah. what we well, would. I was thinking, probably, yeah. I was but thinking that's, even that makes deeper because now it's about the coach, Harbaugh, and you know how I feel about him. Yeah. yeah. And I yeah. know what he wants to do. He's going to say, all right, I'm going to figure out a way to re sign Keenan. I, I got a young wide receiver we drafted last yeah. year. I still got Palmer as my slot wide receiver. I need a tight end. Yeah. Like, because he's about physicality, but, he's about running the ball, play yeah. action, pressing the ball down the field. Brock Bowers is a gift from heaven to this make like yeah. listen what what does a tight end do for a quarterback w w like uh LA guy safety yeah. net Safety net. He's yeah. the ultimate yeah. 80 catch he's, he, dude. He's the Kelsey to, you know. Thank you. Mahomes. And he's a mismatch problem. Like, yeah. he's going to be too big for safeties yeah. and too fast for linebackers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And again, the thing where I wonder is uh, I, he's, he's fantastic. Yeah. And he's, I have him, it's close. I think he, I like him a little bit more than I like Kyle Pitts coming out. Like, uh, he is, he's George Kittle to me. The he's, yak. He's physical. He yeah. He's physical after the catch. He's physical blocking in line. I just, I, again, the receiver value to me, it's a, it's a money thing. It's a dollars and cents thing. Yeah. So I'm going to take a receiver higher because I want to lock that in. Mm -hmm. But he's he's my ninth pick. He's my ninth pick because I think he's just too good. Going to the Chicago Bears. Yeah, he's too good not to take. So that's how I feel about Brock. I, I mean, I love him. Yeah. But again, that tight end value. Because think about a tight end, man. Travis Kelsey's making 14 and a half this year. Yeah. And Brock Bowers drafting him in the first round high. 
He's making 14 and a half this year. Yep. Like, also, I, I think this is deeper than money. I think this is about, we, we talked about getting your your vision to your team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think for what the, the Chargers need, he fits their vision. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's go. Uh, so that's that's uh, 10. Th- that's nine. Nine. Okay. Let's go. Uh, Tana, who you got? Eight, eight o'clock. Fred spoke about him, and yeah. I got him for the ATL shouties, Joe Hall. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So, Joe Hall, I, I messed this up, and this is bad hosting of the show, because we were supposed to talk about Joe yeah. in all of our drafts, but yeah. we just talked about him in yours. Yeah. So, he's eight. Why is he eight for you, Tanner, to the Atlanta Falcons? Well, I think the Falcons have a need. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. They have a lot of needs, too. They they might need some little defense. They might, they're not sure of their quarterback. But I think, too, the offensive line would be a great a great spot for them to fill, too, because that would be crazy I think they have a quarterback or two that they can – have have success with yeah. And I'm not I'm I'm not a I'm not against who they had last year. I, I think he's a great pickup. Still a young a young quarterback. What his name is again? Uh, uh, Rick or uh, Ritter? Ritter. 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 I don't. I'm, I'm, I think they I, gave up on. I think yeah. they have, but new coaching staff come in. Never know. You might shine a light on him, saying, "Hey, he can do some things. I've seen some things that he can yeah. do. If we get the right people around him, and you know, take a little off his plate, maybe he can be successful." So that's why I got all there. I think he can be a be a great feel for that offensive line and help those guys. Yeah, that would be crazy if Atlanta took him. Because think about it: they have a first round pick in Caleb Bagheri. They have a first round pick in Chris Lindstrom. They have a second round pick in um, the guy from Syracuse last year. I can't and remember. And then they got Matthew, Matt Bergeron, and then they got Shake yeah. Matthews, a first round pick. Yeah. So if they took him, five. That's five first-round picks. So you could put Caleb McGarry at guard. Yes. Have Joe Alt attack. You'd have literally five first-round picks on the offensive line. Well, yeah. I saw us doing on the D line. Yeah. I'm not saying <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying it led to success, but hey, yeah. man, I, I've seen weirder things happen. So I'm shocked we agreed on our pick. That's <laughs> yeah. the only pick I think we agreed on. Was, oh yeah, this I, one. Pick. So just for, just for to piggyback on Tana's, I have Joe Alt at seven going to Tennessee Titans. I just think Tennessee Titans have such a glaring lead uh you know glaring need on the offensive line like they were the worst offensive line in football last year yeah i don't think any good offensive lineman they can't pass they're not gonna pass they can't pass so i think that's gonna be the guy for for me in terms of picking eight is uh latu 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 from ucla and we got to see him down at the senior bowl jason and i but you know the one thing that you know i he balls out he remind me he remind me of phillips from Miami Dolphins. Mm-hmm. But the injuries. He hurt his neck in yeah. college. Oh. He set out a year. And, and, and then he came back and really balled out. So, really, his medical yeah. going to be the reason he either go up or he go down. Mm. But by production, he's awesome. I think the Falcons need a pass rush, especially with Waheem Morris there. Yeah, he going to look at that defense and say, I got corners. Mm-hmm. Got a couple backers. I need a pass rush right yeah. now because Grady Jarrett can't do it forever, yeah. man. Yeah. I'm sorry. So you got to get a defensive lineman. And, again, I, I agree with Fred. His medical is going to be – because he medically retired, the whole thing. At the senior bowl, man, this dude has no bones in his body. Like, guys will punch him. He just can duck and bend and move in his second reaction. He is one of the most – He's no, he is the most refined college pass rusher I have ever evaluated. Wow. Like, just think about that. He's got any move you want him to run, he's got it in the bag. The problem is he's not going to test super well mm-hmm. in his medical history. Mm-hmm. So to me, he's like the most he's the most productive, most kind of safest college prospect in terms of play. But so scary. But so scary. And so I don't think he'll actually go this high. I have him I have him going eight to the Falcons. Yeah. I think that's where I would think like Dallas Turner, because his medical is going to be better. Yeah. He's going to test Just a little bit safe. better. Might bump up there. But again, I think he Latu Latu is an 
excellent football player and one again we don't agree on a lot fred yeah but we definitely agree on that yeah all right let's go seven tanner who you got Man, i don't know how to pronounce this dude name uh olumu shashanu we'll just call him olu shashanu from penn state yeah uh offensive tackle left tackle at penn state big old house six six three twenty dc native talked about tennessee really he played with caleb yeah. They was on the same high oh, school yeah, team. Right. That yeah, is you're insane. You're absolutely right. <laughs> right. That is they crazy. They had two top 10 picks <laughs> on the same team. Could, could you imagine coming out of math class, you know? Like, and oh, I just took, I just took my math test, man. I've got my Letterman jacket on. I'm playing <laughs> DN. I go out there and just see this 6'6", 300-pound monster yeah. just yeah. With Caleb laughing behind him, like, yeah, we can't wait to see you run his RPO on you, brother. How you feel about that? Yes, they played together in high school. That's crazy. Yeah. What you got, Tanner? No, I was just saying Tennessee, um, you know, having the quarterback. I think they have their quarterbacks solved. I mean, I like, I love what I saw in the young Will guy. Levis, and I didn't yeah. give him no love coming yeah. out last year. Logan felt better about Will Levis than I did. I got to get That's a, right. I got to get a guy that put mayonnaise in his coffee some props because <laughs> he he came in and he showed me some. It's yeah. still early though. I mean, but, but but he showed me he wasn't afraid. Dude, he he probably should be a little bit more afraid. Yeah. You watch him play a game, no, man. Listen, he yeah, don't yeah, slide. Nah, he's, he's <laughs> he don't slide. And see, I usually don't like quarterback that's built like we, Thor. We was talking about Josh. Uh, what you call the dude, Josh Allen? Yeah. And we want to talk a lot about him when it comes to get your behind down. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah. that's why I say you know have a good tackle for him. And um, you know, like I said, I always say this is my disclaimer. I ain't the guru sitting up here. These guys are the gurus when it comes to the draft. But. I was just looking at spots for need, and I think, you know, it wasn't, you know, that wouldn't be a great, I mean, that wouldn't be a bad pick for, uh, no, for Tennessee Titans. I agree. I, I think it's just about the guy you want there. I've been saying yeah. all three of us sent the offensive line in their yeah. way. Yes. So we know what they're going to do. We sent a, 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 a Finu. Yeah, I said Alt. And again, I'm a little down. I think the league is a little down on Fashano. Like, if you watch, what game was it? The Michigan, or the Ohio State game. They've got two big draftable defensive ends. They'll probably go in the second. JT, uh, yeah, it's Tyler, got, yeah. Tyler, good luck with that name. <laughs> <laughs> Want to go give it a shot? Give Tyler, it a shot. Tyler Minu or something? Like <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to even try it. Right. He's big old, big old Hasso, number 44 yeah, for them. Yeah, yeah. He's 270, 6'5. And he, he puts some work on that man. Yeah. And so the thing about Fashanu, the, again, Tremendous athlete. It reminds me a little bit of like um I think he's gonna test well. I think he's gonna test great. He reminds me of the guy in Dallas right now, the the left tackle in Dallas. Smith. Tyron Smith, like a little bit undersized, like skinny, like he's not skinny, he's 320, but like not a lot of body fat. Right. Mm -hmm. And he moves really well. Mm -hmm. To me, the thing I worry about with him and the reason I have Fuaga ahead of him in terms of like my second tackle is because Fuaga, there's no doubt in my mind he is strong enough and physical enough to play in the NFL. Gotcha. I think with Fashanu, there's a Again, the athlete is 100% there. Athlete, 100%. It's just, are you physical enough on a down-to-down -down basis to get it done? I'm so. high on uh, Guyton from Oklahoma. I'm very high on him. He used to be a tailback Dude. in college. He's a tackle. I think he might run a 4-7 at the combine. Dude, he, he's dead type of athlete. And he had a great senior bowl, and he's going to be very productive. All right, Tanner, let's get to six for you. Oh, I got Brock Bowers going, oh, to, the, love it. going to the New York Giants. Uh, now, please, me no. and Fred talked about this a couple of days ago, and – Giants might need some outside guys, but I think, too, also not sure what they're going to have to do with, uh, with their quarterback situation because they paid him last year. Daniel Jones. He, he possibly mm. going to be back and be that guy. But they have, they have, to me, they went out in free agency last year and got a tight end. But I didn't think. I just don't think he fits the mode of he what they want to do. He retired and didn't tell nobody. I can see. <laughs> I can see Brock Bowers fitting the mode mm. of what the G men like to do with that offense. I think he's a tough, gritty 
type of, you know, uh, you know, pass catcher. You and better have block. a plan for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I just see him. He fits that shocky mode, just yeah. tough as nails, just yeah. to make every kind of play. He look like he'd be a G-man, you know, type of tight end. Yep. Totally agree. All right. I'm sending Malik, Malik Neighbors there. And you, we, you're talking about these wide receivers. This guy got a little Joy Galloway in him. Yeah. I'm He's, talking about young prime Joey Galloway in him. The way he runs route, and I just think they need something outside. Like, if you're going to give Danny Jones, Daniel Jones, he already got a regular name. You got to give him some fire on the outside yeah. to yeah. give him a chance to beat some people. But they did take Jalen Hyatt last year, so yeah. they might play into what Tanner talking about yeah. and them taking the tight end. Yeah, I mean, I, I have uh, um, league neighbors going here also. I think he's one of my favorite players to watch in the draft. Just crazy explosive, dynamic athlete. He reminds me a lot of, like, OBJ, yeah, he reminds me a lot of uh, Chase a little bit too. Like he's he's that playmaking receiver that I think is just going to be again too valuable to pass up. Yeah, given the contract value, Tana, who you got at five? I got neighbors. There you go. Just That's right. Yeah, I, I like him going to the Chargers. I think you got Harbaugh coming in there. You got the quarterback already. Yeah, they went out there in the draft and got a guy from I think that was oh, TCU, TCU last year. Mm-hmm. Quinn. He, he he's a little rough. He's still still. But if you go get another guy, because I I do believe they're going to end up uh, uh, losing the uh, DC native. Um, you know they're going to have to pay uh, him. Mike uh, uh, Mike Williams. Mike not not Mike Williams. What is guy, uh, what the guy named? Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen. So, well, he's one, one of the one of the yeah. He's from this area. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's from this area. Uh, Shock me. He's one of the smoothest route oh, runners in this league. Still still playing at a high level, but I'm not sure if they're going to be able to keep him on. So you go and get a guy who's going to, I think, bring a little more spark to your offense on the outside. And, mm. and I think neighbors bring that to them. I'm going Brock Bowers, baby. Yeah, I just don't that. think he get past five. Not with Jim Harbaugh. Not with the knees I think they have. I think they go because they got to try to sign a running back. And here go the thing that's really fascinating about the L.A. Chargers. They are already $30 million over the cap. Yeah, they need so to they, get. So they got to repair that cap before they even worry about who they taking their five. And so to me, that's why you would take a receiver. Again, I like Brock Bowers. I like I like Malik Neighbors. I yeah. think it's this, this is where you kind of just read, like, what is your flavor? Yeah. yeah, and I just think as of right now, and I still got to watch more film, obviously. But I got to, you know, right now Roma Dunze is my second receiver. I think he's the second best offensive Doomsday. non-quarterback player in the draft. This was going to be his nickname, Doomsday. Did you did you steal that from Jason? No. Oh, okay. I don't talk to Jason. Oh, okay. All Jason, right. Jason was in Alabama with you. <laughs> that is true. I, I that did is not true. talk to him. That is true. All right, now we're getting a little bit spicy here. Now we're getting a little spicy. Tana, you've got – so I think we all agree this is a heavy receiver – Heavy offensive line in the top half of the draft here. Tanner, who you got a four? I got Rome. Talk about Roma Dunze again. I got Rome going UW. to Arizona. Yeah, that's uh, the highest. That's the highest anybody's got him going. Yeah, and, and you talked about talking about somebody who can be a game changer, difference maker. Do Arizona offense need one of those kind of guys they, on the outside? They need help. <laughs> yeah, they might need help in that you know, in the backfield at the quarterback you know position as well. But uh, I think if you're going to keep him around, you paid him a lot of money. They gonna keep I don't him. see him going nowhere. So he he needs more talent. He needs more guys that he can just you know do less with. Because I I watched that situation over there in Arizona, and I'm just. When I watch him playing quarterback, I sit there sometimes like, man, throw the ball. But I, I hate seeing him running around the backyard like he running around the backyard, you know, playing sand like or something. Just throw the ball. So I think you need, you find a guy that he can throw the ball to a lot yeah. and roam fits that mode. 
All right, so that player at four, I think Tannis somewhat tipped his hand a little bit here. Yeah, because well, because his, his draft, the rest of his draft, because yeah. to have that player there at four means that the best receivers are already gone. Yeah. So now let's get in ours. Uh, who you got at four? We, we both the, got Marvin Harris. And I think again, he's the not. He's the he's the consensus. He's the best player in the draft. Yeah. But quarterbacks are gonna get bumped. I think. Yeah. So Tana has played it a certain way. Yeah. We've played a certain way. Obviously, Marvin Harrison Jr. is a beast. Yeah, he's very and, good. And this is what I like about him: as good as he is talent-wise, he got the same mentality as his dad. Yeah. He mm. got he is no nonsense. Yeah, I've watched this dude be a superstar in college. He's just walking through. I could just see him walking the campus, <laughs> not paying attention. Very Santana-like in that way. Yeah. So numb to the reality. Someone spoke about you know being that he was getting ready for the bowl game or something like that, and it was a bunch of fans out, and you know he was one. Of the, no, he was working out somewhere. And they brought some like you know how you bring you look these kids to come watch oh, yeah, and they, you know, yeah, I mean, come I know visit yeah. and they said he went out his way and went out and signed every kid uh, to yeah. pictures with him and grounded that's that's somebody who grounded that's somebody who's sure about himself and also understand what that what that did for those kids you know what I yeah. mean and mm-hmm. and he's been in those shoes before because having a dad you know being able to follow your dad footsteps and watch him yeah. you know that's what every that's yeah. what every father wants yeah. their their son to follow in their footsteps and be you know similar to them or better so. When I look at him, yeah, you guys can't. Tell your son, look at the face go, and say, I don't want to do you what guys, you need. You guys are not wrong with that at yeah. four, but I, that's why I think, yeah. you know, he's a guy that fits somewhere else on my shit. Yeah, yeah. so let me uh, let me say this, too. I, I like Marvin Harrison Jr., but I'm really close, really close to having Malik Neighbors ahead of him. Ahead of him and Roma Dunze. I'm really close. Like, the more yes. I watch Malik. I like, like Malik, but Brian Thomas on the other side of him. He's good. Brian yeah. Thomas is a beast. He's a first-round pick, Look, too. Listen, Brian Thomas, If like, if I had to pick between them to put on this squad, <laughs> no lie. I would pick Brian Thomas. I would too. Brian, if you watch that film, probably I, probably I, the best deep ball receiver in the class. I was I was watching it, trying to I was trying to make myself fall in love with Malik Naval. Yeah, mm-hmm. not, not Malik Naval, Jane Daniels, my father. Oh, yeah. So I'm watching him, and I'm like, you know what? This Brian Thomas Beast. reminds me of Gordon. Yeah. It came from oh, can't play with RG three. Baylor, oh, um, yeah, Baylor, yeah, Gordon, Josh yeah. Gordon, Josh, Josh Gordon. Gordon. He he got some Josh Gordon in him. Yeah. yeah, gritty, so, gritty, just talented. You know? Just talented. Yeah, I watched. All right, now let's get into top three, man. And it's, yeah. this is a little bit spicy. Tana spiced this sucker up a little bit, so let's yeah. check this out. All right, so number three, Tana, who you got? Got Drake May going to New England Patriots. Now, don't that just fit? I, I, I got Drake May going to the Patriots also. <laughs> that doesn't shock me. But I, So, Drake May, really good football player, really good in 2022, a little bit of regression in 2023. Uh, there's some accuracy stuff in 2023 that makes me go, ugh, right? Like, what's going Most on? Most North Carolina uh, uh, quarterbacks' feet don't match their, their arm. They, they need to clean their feet up. That, and that offense is, can be a tough evaluation. It's a spread offense. Yeah. Um, but again, I, very very talented guy. Yep. Don't get don't get it twisted. Again, there's that Justin Herbert comp, Justin Herbert ish yeah, element to his game. It's a good comp, and think about where you at, New England. Yeah. Right, Drake May, six four. Yeah, throwing in bad weather. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the guy I think they would rather have. But you know, I picked Jaden Daniels for three. Yes, I picked Jaden Daniels going there because of the new head coach. Mm-hmm. Him want somebody that when the play breaks down, which Drake May can do the same. Yeah. Yeah. But I think straight line speed, Jaden Daniels, I just, the, I just don't see him playing in that cold like that, though, being able to be that guy. You know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. Great, great Going pick. from Arizona to yeah, LSU. Yeah, and yeah, now. Yeah. I, mean, just, huh? I mean, that's when you see them do less of that when they play in that kind of weather. Because it, it hurts. It hurts <laughs> more when you get hit. But Can't I, be that athlete that you want to be. But I think yeah. this is kind of the big debate is Jaden Daniels and, uh, and Drake May. And so for me, 
I have Jaden Daniels at two. Yep. And I think Jaden Daniels is here to, to, the, to the, the commanders again. He's uh, the quarterback from LSU. The, the film in 2023 was just so much better than yeah. Drake Mays. Like the playmaking ability, the accuracy, the tight window throws. Someone did say this to me, Trevor Sikama from uh, NFL. He's the lead draft analyst for PFF. He was like, he doesn't throw over the middle as well as Drake May, yep. which I think is a, I need to go back and watch well, that more. I, I need to, they have to clean it up because they, they used to their receivers with Jane Daniels. Look at these three top quarterbacks. He had the best set of receivers out of all of them. That's I mean, why Caleb yep. had a down year, mm-hmm. and that's why Drake May had a down year. So when you're watching the value of Jane Daniels, how much translate to winning considering that he had two guys that can win on the outside, even given even, – yeah. even, I mean, Joe but, Burrow had the same thing, though. But I think more, yeah. more so than anything what stood out, even but though Joe he was Burrow a high uh, winner, he just accuracy was a problem, and that's what makes me kind of question. That's why y'all haven't heard, yeah, no, Daniels in my draft at all, yeah. yeah. But like I say, I won't be surprised if he f- go up there because when you get a guy that that uber talented like that, yeah, they test well, they run well, especially yeah. at the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. Everything from that position is trending to be you want more mobile guys, and if you can get a guy that's exceptionally mobile, yeah, like can go out there and change the game with his legs, like a Lamar Jackson, yeah, then I would I wouldn't be mad with any team that say, hey, I want to take a chance at that. Yeah. But at two for me, that's where yeah. I got Caleb Williams Ooh, yeah. coming to the Washington. Boy, but well, we got that in common. They yeah. just didn't put mine on the sheet right because <laughs> I had mine set up to where the Chicago Bears and the Washington Commanders traded, traded. first and second pick. All right, so mine is also you know different. I got Drake May going to to Chicago because oh, I got them trade. traded trade. Justin Fields. Mm, trade. Yeah. All right. So Caleb Williams, man. Caleb Williams. It's a dream come true. Dude, that man. would be – I think that would be the move, man. I, I look at it, too, when you look at – I mean, me and, me and Smoot kind of have mixed views when it comes to just bringing D.C. home guys back home, you know, yeah. homegrown guys back home. But I think what Smoot said that kind of made me sleep on it and think a little differently, too. Yeah, quarterbacks are different. They're not the guys it's that – It's us yeah, in this deal. Yeah, you know what I mean? So quarterbacks <laughs> are different. They understand their responsibility. They understand, you know, the uh, the load that they carry. And when you have a guy that's been kind of bounced around like he has and went to USC where I think yeah. that is Hollywood. That's bigger than any city Oklahoma, you can be in yeah. and yeah. be that and be the guy. Yeah. He handled that well enough so he can come home and handle any pressure yeah. that's going to probably, you know, be presented to him. So that's why I think he's a fit. He fit well here. But when you look at that, you say, well, damn, Tanner, you got him at two. Who is your number one yeah, guy? I can't wait to find out. <laughs> this guy teasing it up. But Caleb Williams, the most physically gifted guy from an arm talent standpoint. The freakish, the most freakish quarterback in this Like game. the arm angles, the layering of the throws, the ability to extend plays. He's I, thicker than you think he yeah, is. I think the one criticism I would levy against him and that, that I've heard levied against him from people who are very high up in terms of scouting process, like mm-hmm. GMs for other teams, is he does nothing on schedule, mm-hmm. which makes me a little bit nervous. Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, but Patrick Mahomes can operate in Every schedule. Wait, 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 yeah. wait, wait, it took a year for them to clean Andy Reid clean that up. Yeah. Yep. Like Andy Reid said, if he can do the hard stuff, I can teach him how to do right. the easy stuff. Yeah. So I think that's what you get with him. When you get Caleb, you're really doing some tweaking yeah. and but, some cleaning up. And, yeah. if, and if that's the key or that's the thing that he's going to need, then you definitely have to have somebody that comes in here if he's coming here yeah, to have that kind of be that whisperer because, you know, you, you can't just put – Quarterbacks like that with any coach, quarterback no, coach, and say hey, he's going to be able to go out there and play. No, because you're going to need a guy to check him every now and then and say, "Hey, I need you to get one, two, three, and get that ball out your hands." Mm-hmm. You know when you see it, but also, you know, 
the question would be also to me when you used to say that is he seeing it clear enough that, that's the, i think that's the concern yeah. people have yeah. with it right because i mean he'll he'll he did so there was i forget what game it was but he's rolling to his left he's a right-handed passer yeah he's rolling to his left which is so hard to throw that yeah. way he opens his shoulders while running full speed, and I'm telling you, Tana, delivers yeah. a laser yeah. directly in line with where he's running. Damn. And I'm like, there's probably Five two, guys, four two people yeah. on the face of the planet mm-hmm. that can make that throw. Yeah. yeah. And he's one of them. Yeah. And so th- it's, it's there for you. Yeah. If you're Chicago, because we got to bring up playing outside, playing on Lake Michigan, yeah. playing in the, the elements, yeah. would you rather have a 6'1 guy a uh, six five guy that can can throw six four like Drake May that can throw through the cutting wind. So soldier field. Uh, I don't think the size is even a factor there for me because yeah. I think his arm is just that much better. Yeah, like I think it's just he's yeah. he's just I, I'm just asking. He's, no, but what I'm saying, but I'm saying he's physically that dude. Yeah, and so again, like just just to flesh this out, Drake May highest big time throw percentage over the last two years of any quarterback in the NFL or any quarterback in college. Excuse me, Jaden Daniels lowest interception rate. Lowest turnover-worthy play rate by far for mm-hmm. his entire career of anybody. Mm-hmm. And then just turn on the film of your guy, um, Caleb It'll Williams, be, yeah. and you'll be like, your, your jaw will be on the floor. Yeah, yeah, I've been hearing about this guy for 100 years yeah. since I've been here. So when it, people right? say he's like the definitive number one, yeah, talent-wise, his ceiling is yeah. ridiculous so high. high. Yeah. Yeah. So I have him as my best player. Yeah, Fred has – this is so – let me rephrase that. We have him as the first pick, which yeah. is different than the best player in yeah. the draft. To me, the best if the quarterback is the, the position of need. Yeah. No, but but what I'm saying is like you, you do grades, right? You do yeah. draft stuff. I, right? I do grades, but when I look at stuff, I look through it through a clear eye, and I say, you know what? He might be the highest graded running back we didn't had in three years that came out. Yeah. They don't make him better than Saquon Barkley to me. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, Caleb to me is the most talented player in the draft because I don't think a Marvin Harrison can exist without a trigger man. Yeah, no, I, I, think, I agree. And and I believe we all are right. We all could be right because I yeah. think he's the best who's your, player. Who's your first guy? He's the best player in the draft. That's why Marvin I have him Harrison, going to right? us at yeah. two. But I have Marvin Harrison going number one yeah. to the Chicago Bears because they're not trading a quarterback. So far. So far. Yeah. I don't. I don't see it. If let's put it like this, let me reword reword yeah, I was that. Say, Tana. If they don't trade their quarterback, Justin Fields, yeah, they keep Justin Fields. You go Harrison. You yeah. you're going Marvin Harrison. Mm-hmm. You put DJ Moore and Marvin Harrison out there. Let Justin and, Fields and, kill, and, cook. And by time the end. And the last name of Harrison get out there? <laughs> we got the card here. <laughs> the card is it? Just drop a banner. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even need to walk nobody. And, and just to put you know the icing on the cake with that, that's the reason why my draft, my top ten was kind of shuffled, yeah. shuffled yeah, a little bit different. because I would I would love to put Jalen uh, Daniels somewhere up there, but I have him potentially fall into either eight to Atlanta because say Atlanta might need a quarterback. Yeah. Or 10 to the Jets. And the reason why I say the Jets, because yeah. you don't know what Rodgers You got to have somebody to back him up. Yeah, Rodgers yeah. need a backup. Yeah. And then Rodgers might not be able to come out there and be the – I mean, don't get me wrong, he's back already yeah. in practice. So I know he's going to probably be there day one of camp and day one of all the offseason drills and stuff. But when he leaves, yeah. you want somebody already there in place. Already there to learn under And him. you don't want the same thing. The Jets needs I'm, – I'm a Jet. You know, yeah. they they drafted me. So yeah. I you know, I'm I'm a Jedi and I'm a commander. Yeah, I'm still a Viking too. I don't, they never got that caliber of quarterback yeah. to play for them. Yeah. Why not now? But that's why I feel like Atlanta gonna 
miss all our draft up yeah. by picking Michael Penix Jr. or Bo Nix and bringing him in the top ten. You know, we seen quarterbacks yeah. do this. Yeah. Quarterbacks and old tackles mess the draft up every all year. Time, yeah. And I just feel like Atlanta is going to say, new head coach, let me go get Michael Penix. He, and they do this every year because I feel like Bo Nix is the second coming of Zach Wills. No, I mean, <laughs> so we're just, just, just for some context, I, I don't disagree with you, Fred. But right now, Bo Nix is – They say he's – No, he is – He's going up. He's, going he's up? flying yeah. up. He's I thought, flying up. I thought I saw a little bit of this. But he the old dude on campus. Yeah, Ain't he the dude that been on campus like three years after yeah. he graduated, still yeah. live on campus? Yeah. Like, Bo Nix been in school so he long. The, he the dude that – Say, guess what? He graduated three years ago, but he stayed around campus and he throwing all the like, house parties. Yeah, he <laughs> he inviting everybody so, to the house. So why would I be shocked <laughs> as, a, as you as a grown man beating yeah. up on kids? Yeah, I'm not shocked. Like, so that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know where Bo Nix, how he's going to train. Like, if I had to pick between Bo Nix and Michael Penix right now, yeah. and you know I'm not a big Michael Penix guy, mm. but that left hand, the kind of quirky delivery. His hands are huge. Yeah, right. big hands, big I arms would, too. I would give Michael Penix a better NFL chance than Bo Nix, right? Mm. So I think, so to Tana's point, also the New York Giants, right? I don't mm-hmm. know if they pass up on a oh, quarterback yeah. even though they just paid Daniels. But I think if you look at the other, the, the next kind of tier of quarterback needy teams, we don't get too, too, too nerdy with this, but mm-hmm. like New Orleans, yeah. right? You got Denver. Who does Sean Payton like? He Nobody. Likes, no, and they he, say he likes Kayla Williams. But he likes Drew Brees. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He likes Drew Brees. And when you watch your guy Bo Nix, he looks a lot like Drew Brees. Like they're kind of the same height, same deal. So. I look like Denzel Washington. But <laughs> boy, <laughs> stop. You know what I mean? My talent is Denzel Washington's talent. Like, boy, you look the, like Nancy Mandela. Yeah, you know I'm just saying. We got lookalikes all right. That don't mean you the same flavor. <laughs> all right, just let's review this oh, one more time. Man. So my draft goes. Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels to Washington, Drake May, Marvis Harrison Jr., Roma Dunze, Malik Neighbors, Joe Walt, Latu Latu, Brock Bowers, Lisey Fuaga. Right? Yes. The big di- so then, Fred, you want to read yours off? Mine is Caleb Williams but you with have the number him, you one have pick him, to, yeah, Washington to Washington Commanders. You're trade that. Right, Drake May to the Chicago Bears, Jaden Daniels to the New England Patriots, Marvin Harrison going at four, Brock Bowers to the Chargers. That's what difference in ours. Yep, yeah. Malik Neighbors to the Giants, Fashinu uh, Fashano, Fashino, to Tennessee, uh, Lafay Lafay to the Falcons, Latu Latu, Doomsday, <laughs> the Cowboy. I mean to the Bears and Joe Ah. Ah, Joe, ah, ah. So Tana actually, like this draft from Tana, I think seems crazy to a lot of people that are like in the draft community. Yeah. But like I could easily see Tana's draft happening. Yeah. Listen, if Mayor Kuyper can be right every three years, so can Tana. No, but I'm thinking like, so Marvis Harrison Jr., like if they don't trade Justin Fields, that's 100% the pick, right? And then if you say, oh, well, what about Amarius Mims at 10? Amarius Mims is one of the freakiest dudes in this draft. And yeah. you know how coaches are. Yeah. They're like, I can make this guy whoever I want. So don't like this is I think this is really interesting. Tana, I mean, right? they have him as a fifteen possible pick, top pick. Yeah, yeah. Dude, top fifteen. Yeah. So I'm gonna I can see you, one up I can see you going up. Yeah. Uh, uh, a lot to pick. Yeah. Should be Dallas Turner's with 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 Tanners. Mm. Like, I, I think so, but I, again, I think, I think I think I think Latu's a better player. No, mm. we do, but we know what's gonna hurt. Right? Him. Yeah. 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 Go ahead, Tanner. So my you. my pick would be uh, if Chicago doesn't get rid of Fields. Yeah. Uh, no question, you're going to get a receiver. Marvin Harris is the best in the draft. 
Oh, I got him going at one to Chicago. I got two. Caleb coming to us. He falls in, come falls on, in our lap because of what Chicago does. Come uh, on. Number three, I got Drake. Sorry, May- I got to stop you. This is nerdy draft stuff. If Caleb's there at two, do you trade that pick? And just, just, just take a boatload of picks. You got to get the best of them. You you're right. You got to get them. You got to get them. Right, that's that's not even, if you call my phone, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm busy right now. Yeah, we're walking to the party. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> um, number three, I got Drake May going to New England. Definitely going to need a quarterback there. Uh, number four, Arizona, they need help. Everybody. Yeah. I got Day. Rome. I got Rome going to uh, Doomsday. Number five, we talked about this guy. He's probably one of the better receivers in this draft and probably arguably might be number one. You know, y'all say Malik Neighbors yep. uh, going to the Chargers. They need some explosive on the outside. Number five, I got I got Brock Bowers going to to the to the G. I hate that. I want I, I, Good you know, I, I just can't unsee it. Yeah. G Man, he's that style of kind of tight <laughs> Please end. don't. I let can't. Him I go. can't unsee it. Yeah, uh, uh, Fashunu, right? Fashunu. Yeah, Fashunu. Going to Tennessee Titans, man. He definitely would be. They're gonna take big off his line. Guaranteed. I got you know. Uh, oh, Going to, Joe, the Falcons, I, going to the Falcons. <laughs> um, Dallas Turner. Crazy. I mean, Chicago. They love. They love defensive guys. DN. They. They. They need. They need a guy to get to the quarterback with sweat. I got him going to the Bears. Uh, Dallas Turner. And then last but not least, uh, Mims. Mims. Yeah, Mims. Mims. No. He, he would be going to the Jets. Which the Jets. We saw that offensive line. Yeah. You know what I mean. They need help. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. need help bad. Need so help. I, I. I couldn't unsee that one either. So and then he's one of those guys. Like I say. I'm, I'm not a guy that can just sit there and say I watch tons of film yeah. on him. Mm-hmm. But the little bit I did, I'm like, oh, he he like a top ten kind of guy. He yeah, like a guy physically, that, he's yeah. a mountain of yeah. a man. If he would have played a little bit more, he only played eight games his whole yeah. college career. Yeah, he got hurt. If he played a little bit more, maybe feel differently about him. Hey, them two second picks, I got to get guidance with one of them picks. Listen, I've been Dude, watching he, that Oklahoma guy. He's a monster. He's gonna make it. In a, he's gonna. And I want Tavia Sanders, the tight end from Texas. Dude, I don't know about that. We'll talk about that more. Yep. Next show, we got a lot of draft coverage to talk about. Mm-hmm. We have our uh, Senior Bowl recap coming up next week, so make sure you check that out. These are the top guys. Senior Bowl is a little bit more like that. Did you second play in the Senior Bowl? I did not. Did All you? Right. Yeah. yeah, I did. Did you? I, had no. to I won MVP at the Senior Bowl. I don't know if that's true or not. I Even won Caroline. defensive MVP. Me and Chad went at it. Chad Johnson. And the offensive MVP was LaDainian Thomas. Yeah. Caroline, huh? can you look that up real quick? Huh? Well, I do the extra. I got the I got the little thing at home. <laughs> <laughs> if I need to bring it, see, that's see, the thing about see, Fred. I spare Fred, man. I ain't, I ain't come out. There. I ain't have to <laughs> yeah, come you would have diced Fred up. <laughs> hey, what's the name? His running mate. Now Reggie was out Wayne there. Was out Reggie there. was out there. Reggie now, now Reggie, Reggie, Reggie was stock, balling. Reggie stock went up. At no, the Reggie was balling. Chad went through the roof. Yeah, because. You know, yeah, Chad's out there. yeah he at yeah. August State he balled, but yeah, he but, went all in the camera. Yeah, but they, they, when he got to that, yeah, they came was, got me from the South practice to practice yeah. against Chad because they were saying that all Chad, really, Chad, yeah. yeah, they say that Chad put on a put on a show in his practice. Yeah, and I heard this story, and he yeah. didn't tell me this. They say they went and got Fred Smoot. And that's how they became no to kidding. be close too. That's how we got you so got, tight. You got two that is a great talkers. story. And, and they ahead, did it like Jason. every day. <laughs> Tag Because them. I had no bow. That yeah. one getting challenged. Yeah. Dude, it was so funny. Jason and I were down at the senior bowl. We were like, man, I wish they would bring player X to the first practice so we could see him. Oh, they didn't you know? do that. They yeah. didn't do it. No, now. they don't do that. They, yeah, they well, save see, football. That, I, change, I had a uh, Pittsburgh old coach, uh, coach uh Oh, your boy. Oh, No, no, no. Pittsburgh coach before Tomlin. Too dumb. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's Coughlin is New York. Oh, no, man, not Coughlin. Um, Coward. 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 Yeah. Caroline. Yeah. Woo! Bill Coward. 
and be a coward one. Like, Pittsburgh fan, right? yeah. Okay, yeah. And be a coward sparked it. Yeah. He the one said, "No, go get him." Dude, I like that idea because yeah. yeah. there was a couple guys. I was like, "Man, I wish I, I could see them." Yeah, but I did hear that also because I I remember this hearing this from Reggie. Reggie got there the first day. He had none of his equipment, so he was wearing other guys' helmets. He was. No, and he said he felt like, and he said the next day when his box arrived. <laughs> He said, boy, like born again. They say Reggie, when he got his gear on, they say it, it went up, it went up tremendously. Like he Because he, he had his backpack yeah. on the whole time. <laughs> oh, listen, it's some stories down there. Dude, that sounds crazy. So it would be interesting to get you down there to see how it compares to when you were there, because it's such a long time ago. But yeah, I'm sure it's Caroline, different. we yeah. got that information. My brother won the MVP of the 2001. Uh, 2001. His senior bowl game. My brother won MVP. Their team lost, but he yeah. won MVP. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, we won. Yeah. And won both. And that's how my brother stock went yeah. up, too. He got he got picked in the second round because of the senior bowl. Gosh, man. Senior bowl. Senior bowl is a great event, man. Yeah. I love the senior bowl. It's Yeah, he was Ladanian. <laughs> oh, Thomas won the MVP. But do I, if I need to bring the, if I, if I need to bring the, this what's send us a picture. Let's no, go we home took the yeah, picture yeah. at the at the what's yeah. name at the end of the game. I think yeah, I think you should just yeah. yeah no, I said the same thing when I told you I went a whole season without giving up a touchdown. Okay, that that's works. That's true, though. That's Fred, facts. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what is it? Okay, Carolyn, what we got? <laughs> I was gonna be the MVP. I was gonna lead. I don't know. Twenty one. Smooth. I don't know if you guys could hear Caroline on that, but basically the quote. I was ended, it in. The, the, the quote ended with Fred was like, "I don't know if I was gonna win MVP, but I, I was gonna act like, like I, I won, I won it anyway." <laughs> if that ain't smooth, who that is? Hey, listen. See, y'all don't believe me when I say I won it. Hey, I done won MVP I'm, at every level. I won I, MVP I for the Redskins before. Uh, I mean, for the Washington team. Yeah. I won it in the Senior Bowl. I won it for the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Every team I. Why, why are you all sweaty right now? I feel because like y'all, when y'all doubt me, we put, they put the pressure I, on them. I start put them in the cooker. We put them in the cooker. When y'all, when y'all doubt me, my pores open. It's so up. funny though, because you get after people so much, and the second we get a little like we're fact checking you or something, it's like, oh, hey, fuck. He, 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 the, hey, he the only child. Hey, hey, the only child. Hey, oh, we don't back him in the corner. Y'all fact check like this. I can be like, you know what, Fred, you're the only one who lies all the time. But I never lie. If I told y'all, you know what, I caught one touchdown and. My ninth grade year. Whatever. You never did that. What's what you talking about? See, that's the thing, though, man. You, you like, make stuff up sometimes. It's not, but it's, it's, part of your, it's part of your charm. So it, when you do sell something that's real, it's like, is that true or not? I don't know. <laughs> we got to look it up now. Because I can't go around telling all my friends, oh, you know, Fred won MVP of the Senior Bowl. No, Fred thought he won MVP of the Senior Bowl. It's a different, different thing. No, right? I won it. Yeah, Fred will tell you, I yeah, I won it, but uh, they ain't give me the award. They gave it to Danny and Tom. <laughs> no, I won it. He got the office. No, I, I got, got you. Yeah, yeah, I got, got you. Just saying. Got you. We're just all right. Okay. So, yeah, we'll do that Senior Bowl recap next week. And, uh, yeah, keep tuning into the podcast. Please do. Keep updating the stuff. Bowling coming soon, too. Bowling coming oh, yes, soon. Sir. Yeah. Fred says he's Big amazing. Big <laughs> Thanks so much for joining, guys. Appreciate it. We are brought to you by Bet365. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe every sport should be epic. That's why we offer an in-game experience which covers over 78 sports and 780 live streams to 90 million customers worldwide. Our online betting brand is powered by a world-class proprietary product and over 7,000 employees across the globe. Whatever sport, whatever the moment, 
It's never ordinary at Bet365, the official sports betting partner of the Washington Commanders. Must be 21 plus and physically located in Virginia. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The views and opinions expressed by our podcast guests and or hosts are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of the Washington Commanders or any of their representatives.